Okay, welcome back to the Curious Entrepreneurs Podcast. Here with me, Alex Hughes, and my ignition coach, Sam Squire. Uh, today, we've got a very special guest. We have the side hustle king that is Dan Jones. Um, I've known Dan for a long time now. We've done a, we do a lot of business together. Uh, he also does some consultancy work within the Shift Momentum uh, setup. So, uh, an active entrepreneur helping entrepreneurs, which is exactly what Shift Momentum stands for. Uh, we're not going to be talking about that today, though. We're going to talk about Dan's story and um, his relationship with curiosity, entrepreneurship, and side hustles. So, Dan, welcome, my man. Thanks, man. How's it going? Very Thanks good. Very good. Is that intro in. okay? Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah, I think side hustle king might be a bit strong. I'm sure there's people with many more side hustles than I have. Let's call me the side hustle prince. I don't know. No, no, side hustle king's good. I like I like that. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's definitely sums up. You are addicted to... Side yeah. hustles. I just, I like, I, like I, I think for me, the ability to be able to pick and choose what I do when I want to do it is what sort of appeals to me. So I think if I had to do one business for the rest of my life every day, I would leave and get a job. Right. So the fact that I can work on Rune Silk one day, go and pull the trailer bar up and make some money at an event another day, you know, I don't know. If I always, I always look at stuff and kind of go, oh, I can make money on that. Even if it's making biltong or just stuff, yeah. you know, going to a, I think it started off by going to auctions and finding stuff you could flip a profit on and kind of going, yeah, mm. that's fun. So that's how you make money yourself. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. We'll get into yeah. that. Well, welcome, man. Thanks. Well, so I was going to jump in. Like, what, on, what sparked your curiosity to to start that journey in itself? It was a complete accident. Um, I think when I the first, so the fir- my first ever limited company never traded. But it was just the process. It was a company right. called Shaved Ape Records. Uh, and records. I set it up as a process at university. It was literally just, it was a record label. It had like a caveman was like pushing a, rather than a pushing a wheel, it was like leering over a vinyl. So I had this like little kind of face and it was a vinyl and the, the sort of the, the caveman was all sort of like holding onto the vinyl. So Shaved Ape Records, because we are shaved apes, which yeah. was the kind of way I looked at it. <laughs> You're working your way backwards. Yeah, growing <laughs> the beard out. <laughs> and... Um, so that was my kind of my first ever certificate of incorporation. Yeah. And then during, it was actually my postgraduate studies, I was doing events management, but it was cultural events management. So we had to do festival stuff. We were looking at festivals. So part of that was to volunteer at a festival. Mm. So we went to Latitude and I did litter picking. Not very nice on like Sunday when you're like uh, trying to pick up all this rubbish, feeling <laughs> absolutely ruined, <laughs> having walked some 80, 90 miles that weekend picking up rubbish. Yeah. And um, I was just lying on the floor. It was hot. It was like 30 degrees, just dying. And I said to my mate Tom, I was like, I can't do this, man. He went, what's up? I was like, I can't walk anymore. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. the endurance needed at a festival sometimes is hench. I said, I just, I said, just call me a taxi, man. Just get a, call a cab or something. That minute, I literally just sat bolt upright, and I was like, oh, my God, taxis at a festival would be a well good idea. Um, and it was one of those things, I kind of, so I went back to uni that the week after, told my lecturer about my idea, and he actually said there's the, um, there's the CEO campus enterprise opportunities thing coming up, and it was like a, a Dragon's Den-style pitch thing. So oh. you had to present your idea to a panel of judges, um, and I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go, see what happens, and... So we went through it absolutely nervous, you know, <laughs> having to put, yeah, actually talk to people about this idea. And I ended up coming first. 
and it, it equated to three and a half grand in funding, like some just like a cash injection. Had to do had fifty hours with a business mentor, loads of tips with like setting up all the cash flow templates and stuff like that. So just loads of hands on kind of stuff because I had no idea what I was doing. I was yeah. still quite young at this stage. Um, and then we were like, okay, cool. So I got the money, went out. I needed more money at this stage to get what we wanted to do. So I, so I actually then sourced external funding, got an investment of twenty grand for wow. the twenty five percent of the company, um, and then so I was like, right, let's go. So I started phoning around loads of festivals, emailing LinkedIn, finding all the organisation, um, you know, operational directors, events managers, you know, emailing, picking up the phone, bold as brass, got this idea, got this idea, got this idea. What do you think? Oh, okay, not no, got this idea. You know, would think, and all of a sudden, someone went, "Yeah, cool," and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> now I've got to do it. <laughs> yeah, now I've actually got to do it. Um, so I started like ringing around golf buggy hire companies, trying to find golf buggy people to limit. You know, got this idea. Uh, which was quite frustrating, actually, because at the time, one of the golf buggy hire companies said, that's a great idea, do you need any investment? Oh, and I was like, You no. started with that, but yeah. then you don't know. Do well, they, 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 they didn't want to put cash in. They wanted to give us access to the assets for free. So, but I, was, but I needed okay. the cash at this point because yeah. we had site fees to pay up front, right, okay. loads of stuff. And annoyingly, that company then ended up getting bought out by a massive hire firm, SHB Hire, which then hopefully at that point maybe it would have been a millionaire by now, but never, mm. you know, probably not because they've gone bust and bought out by Enterprise and they've sacked all that end off. So yeah. everything happens for reasons. But that's the start anyway. Yeah. Uh, that kind of got me my taste of business. What was the, what was the idea then? Because you, 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 the Fez taxi idea, obviously I know, but... Yeah, so essentially just we would pick a people. So we would, we would have a golf buggy and with a tow hitch and a big trailer and we would go out to the car parks when people arrive with all their stuff we would say, do you want to walk with that or do you want to pay 30 quid and we'll take it for you. So yeah. everyone, they'd load up the, the trailer with all their camping gear. We'd drive them up through security. They'd get their wristbands, take them to the pitch of their choice and unload. Yeah. Quite a lot of people, that'd take four or five trips. If you're a family, for example, they'd literally take the kitchen sink. Like we've seen some crazy stuff like yeah, I bet. topiary trees, fake plants, <laughs> patio slabs. Like stoke literally, is one one guy had like a massive. Very, it sounds like us when we went to ideas. <laughs> you, well, me, yeah. Well, they had like a, a really big belt, a canvas belt tent, and they had the two patio slabs with these two potted plants. <laughs> I literally bought home away from home, and <laughs> um, so so that it went down really well. Um, you know, and that was my first taste. We were doing, um, you know, we were picking up celebrities. We were doing artist liaison. We've had like loads of famous people, you know, on the buggies, but you know that sort of stuff and. Access backstages, which production wristbands, getting you access to areas most people don't get, which is quite fun. Uh, great memories. Who's the most Who's the most famous person you've had on your buggy? Probably Bobby Davro. <laughs> it sounds like who? <laughs> um, no, uh. to, um, no, no, I'm joking. I, I, I joke. For us, Bobby Davro was a, was a huge one. Um, so in terms of high-level celebrities, um, not so modern, not so big now probably, but... Like, this was like 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like Mr. Motivator was a great one for oh me. My um, imagine that. I don't know how that is. You, what? No, you don't know really, Mr. Right, really stop. Big, stop. Really. Right, I'm not having that. <laughs> Mr. Motivator. No. He was a really big um, well, television, you, mate. television, <laughs> legend, mate. television fitness it. instructor, probably 90s. Used to uh, do quite a lot of television stuff. Right, that's right. something I need to look at then. Oh, um, I think you, I know. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. love Mr. Motivator. That's awesome. So we did. So trying to think of actual names a lot of yeah. a lot of um like 
series uh, soap opera people. A lot of EastEnders, like uh, Samantha Womack, a lot of um, and Zoe Ball's been on a buggy. So um, we had. So you should have recorded like conversations on the. If it, I suppose now, if now, you had yeah, like absolutely. webcam on the thing. Yeah, that's it. So again, hard fire. You probably yeah. don't know hard fire, Sam, but Alex might. Hard, yeah. So hard fire band. Um, I think it's something that was like a CCTV album. I can't remember what it was called now. But yeah, it man, it's it caught on camera or something like that. And um, I was at a festival and I was backstage and I saw the bass. I saw them both, got a picture of them both. But the bass player was walking to the toilet and I went, Oi, taxi mate. And he went, Oh, he turned around, came over and spoke to me. And he was like, What, what, what what's that? I said, um, I was like, Do you want to lift anywhere? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, just go and drive back if you like. And he went, yeah, sounds sick, mate. <laughs> so he just jumps in the back of the buggy and I'm driving it because it was a V-Dub festival. I was taking him through all the camper vans, show camping. It was moving for about 45 minutes having a chat. Uh, so it was really nice, that side of yeah. things. Um, but yeah, a few people, um, and some of them we don't necessarily know. Like a Disclosure, been on a buggy, had the whole of Disclosure on a buggy at Bestival. Uh, we did some filming with ITV, Channel 4. Um, uh, what was the guy from in between us did the festival film? Um, oh, Simon, terrible names. Yeah, the guy with the quiff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we used to get you pulled in quite a lot. Um, Warwick Davis had Warwick Davis on a buggy at best oh, when he got nice. married at Camp Festival. So there were loads of names. I'm starting to remember them all now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's all just part of the experience. It's all just good fun as well. As well, it was really really nice. Lots of memories made. But it kind of spurred on that sort of I like working for myself because the season was May to September. So I kind of had to make my make my hay in that sort of small window, and then I kind of wouldn't have any work September to May. But I like that. <laughs> so I used to just play FIFA quite a lot in the winter. Yeah, well, why not? Go and get yeah. suntanned in the summer. Nice, that's so sick. So I've got a bit of an agenda today mm-hmm. with, with Dan here because a lot of the young people that will engage with us, mm. um, and from from my own experiences, from just even even no, just young people, anyone, you know, how many people? As a business owner, the amount of people come up to you and go, oh, I'd love some own business, I just can't come up with the idea. Mm. I just can't find the idea. Mm. And I'm like, well, you're one of the only people I know like that genuinely, they don't care, but you don't really care about the idea. Mm. Where's the money? Yeah. Where is the money? And that is, you know, sometimes in life, there's a necessity mm. to have that conversation with yourself through your own circumstances or you know, macro circumstances. Um, that mindset's really useful mm. and then when you layer on the entrepreneurial skills and you know then obviously of your experiences now if i said to you right you know you've got to do it a month from now mm. go out to the world and bring back 10 grand you're gonna find a way oh for sure i think um i think having having something that you enjoy doing and that you can profit from of is always a bonus um, that's the ultimate right that's the end game yeah absolutely yeah. and i think that there's so much now with, with such a low barrier to entry because cost of stuff is coming down, cost of equipment's coming down. I mean, you only have to look at the ability to be able to take good product photos on your phone yeah. rather than having to go out and spend £1,500 on a camera. Um, you know, you can get heat presses for T-shirt printing for like 200 quid. Yeah. You know, I reckon you could probably start a profitable business. with If you had 500 quid, I always say 500 quid to a grand. It's like a really, you know, yeah. a nice level entry. Some people might say, well, I don't have a grand. It's like, right, save. Because a grand, believe yeah. it or not, depending on your circumstances, not everyone can obviously achieve mm-hmm. that. But a grand is a, is a figure that's not completely out of reach. Yeah. And what you can do with a grand now is, crazy, is incredible. Yeah. You know, even if it's just setting up a, a website in WordPress, learning how to build websites, you know, how many people want landing pages and websites throwing up now? You know, how many businesses are there out there that don't even have a website still? You know, they're, they're, they're tra- they're not, they've never transitioned to online. So 
you know, and it doesn't cost much to learn how to build a website now. And with plugins for WordPress and Shopify, it's so easy to build stuff. You don't even need coding knowledge anymore. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's, it, it's about finding... Like, uh, yeah, matching. We do this. So month one of our program, as you know, you know, we always talk about that income capabilities. You as an asset, what are your income capabilities? So if you can code, brilliant. What are your opportunities around that? If, you, if you've got that kind of cre- creative flair and you're aware of your creative flair, because we're all creative in some way, mm. um, how can you use that as an asset to make money? Mm. Once you're there and you've got a bit of cash and you're going, and you've got your oxygen mask on, not, and it might be that you've got to get a bit of a job as well, um, then you've got that little bit of cash. Mm. What, are you, what would you say you're kind of first three steps that you take when you've got right i've got this idea and I, i've seen i've had this conversation with you at least 10 times in the last year yeah alex i've got this idea you know what do you then do with that idea what is it something do you have a process or does it depend on what it is depends on what it is but i think most mostly for me it's um just go research it it's someone already out there doing it and a lot of people go oh, but there's already loads of people doing it mm-hmm. and my answer to that is great it means it's been validated yes so nice. you yes. know you go do it go do it again go do it as well you know yeah. a lot of people have this big fear that oh if someone else has already beat me to the to the finish line it's like well cool you know there's still millions of people that aren't buying from them absolutely you know, look at yahoo yahoo were the first there and and are they are they the dominator exactly, and, that. You know, exactly that, that's that. that's a really interesting mindset like that's a common theme actually where yeah. especially when even in the enterprise days with running schools young people feel like they they have to create something new, the new will, and even like with young people we're working with on our program, they've said, "Oh, but someone, someone else has done it." But good, that, yeah, that doesn't mean you can't put your own spin. They've got the groundwork in. You yeah. can layer, then you can, Learn you know, well. find new ways. And you yourself are a unique personality. So, like your, um, so let's talk about Rune Silk. Mm. Let's talk about Rune Silk because that's, you know, if if there's a brand that you're most known for. Especially on social media, RuneSilk is probably the one. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's You've my, per- I guess it's my, 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 the brand that I'm more connected to personally. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, whereas the other ones are sort of just businesses, apart from the the bar, I guess, because I am very much front of house. But yeah. RuneSilk's, yeah, very much my personal yeah, brand. So, like, where's so where 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 did you start it? I'm um, sorry, when did you start it? Um, what are some of the key lessons that you've learned, mm. and kind of where is it today? So, so RuneSilk was very much a so reverse a little bit back. So my the business that came before or alongside Rune Silk and Fest Taxi, because I was kind of running them all at the, at the same time. When ha- having Fest Taxi, being a, a young entrepreneur, not quite knowing how to take money out of the business, I would kind of just have a, either a small salary or a dividend. But what would happen is I would get my dividend in April. Let's say it was five grand because it was quite small at that point. And I put it in my bank. It would cover my overdraft and then it would disappear. Poof. Three months. I was mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, got no money again. So I thought, you know, okay, this time I'm, I'm going to use that money and purchase something. And I'd, I'd, I'd seen quite a lot about wooden sunglasses. Loved the idea of wooden sunglasses. Loved the eco-friendly kind of side of it, the sustainability of it. And I was like, right, I'm just going to go and buy some sunglasses. Going to go onto Alibaba and find some someone who can manufacture some sunglasses. Um, first spent seven, 800 quid on a few pairs of these sunglasses wicked they arrived and i was like oh bloody horrible like they were they were they, they, they just didn't work like they had like the nose pads on them and they just looked uncomfortable and 
And it was like, oh, I wonder if I could just take some nose pads off. And then they weren't comfortable. And I was like, okay, well, that was... So the lesson learned there is order a sample before you go and spend <laughs> it. Right, right, okay, you went bulk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go and buy 50 to 100 You still got them? <laughs> no, I got rid of them. I managed to sell them. I did sell them. So that's the thing. I did sell them. And I was like, good. But, but it was one of those ones where it was like... I think you weren't happy selling them. I wasn't happy selling them, but it was quite a lot of friends that wanted to support me. Like, yeah, I'll grab a pair of them for 20 quid. Right, okay. You know, and it was probably like, yeah... Those in a bit. <laughs> they're they're um, in a box of someone's like Christmas hamper or something. Yeah, they're they're like, they're so of like trying to get like, like a bad smell with a nose block. Yeah, just just, just pinching it off. <laughs> um, but then, but even then, I didn't really tackle that much of a business because I didn't. At that point, I was very much in the field, hands on, get sweaty business, go and actually do the work. So when it came to e-commerce, I have a clue. I was trying to put stuff on Etsy, Depop. You know, I was trying to put all these outreach there, sell a pair of sunglasses. Woo, yeah, £20. Yeah. Um, and it got to the point, actually, I was still doing fest taxi and I would trade sunglasses for food, about like, food vouchers. I'd go around to like the staff production people and I'd you know, go, and say, oh, all right, Dave, how's it going? Oh, Dan, you can still get those sunglasses. You've got some of those food vouchers. <laughs> Sweet, swap some. So it became a bit of currency. It was actually quite funny. So I saw literally selling them out of the boot of my car at this point. Um and then I thought, right, I'm going to go and tackle some markets. So I built this display stand and I went to a Walthamstow Winter Wonderland market in October, November. And I was like, sunglasses really don't sell very well in Walthamstow, E17, in October. People come past, I'll give you a tenner for me, mate. I'll give you a five for me, mate. No, I was like, that's not working for me. Yeah. So needed an all-year-round product. Um, and at this point, I just so happened to have a beard. I'd seen a lot of, I've been given beard oils and stuff like that that were rubbish. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to have a crack and stab at making my own ones. Mm. I mean, this was before I knew about loads of independent beard care companies. I started learning there are actually loads. Um, before we move on, one thing I absolutely hate is when new beard brands, they go, oh yeah, I made it because there's nothing out there that was any good. You didn't do your research. And I didn't do my research, so I was just as naive at the time. Mm. So I created an all year round product that we could sell which then also then inadvertently boosted sunglasses sales because then people were coming to our website buying the beard care, seeing the sunglasses. So that actually then tied off quite yeah. nicely. And I guess that's where, so it was about two or three years that we, before we became a beard brand. Now we're at 2022, I'm trying to move away from being a beard brand and going more into the apparel side of things. So we will still have beard care products, but we want to become more of a men's accessories, not necessarily men's either, we will do women's more stuff, but become a brand. So that we have the apparel, we have the accessories, and we also have a beard care range and other cosmetics. So yeah. there is a growth plan to actually step away because we got pigeonholed quite heavily. People call us a beard brand. Mm. And I say to people, we're not a beard brand. We were always an apparel company that then delivered oh, a cosmetic go. product. So the future is to swerve, to almost do a complete 360 or 180 again and go back to the apparel stuff. Mm -hmm. That's exciting because that, that also gives you the flexibility to play with the market. So You can make anything. Yeah. 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 And that's why I discovered we have wallets, you know, mm. bracelets, they are anything that you can, you can, that people want to buy that's an accessory. And the cool thing is as well is because we are so, we're still so small and lean, we can be so agile. Like yeah. if we want to change our style for a t-shirt, like we're just bringing out the, all the acid wash stuff because all the acid wash stuff is massively on trend at the moment swerve straight into acid wa acid wash tees you know so it's we have the ability to quickly flex where we're not buying tens of thousands of t-shirts we're buying 10 or 20 t-shirts doing them all in-house if we don't sell 75 percent of them we lost five t-shirts not two and a half thousand and having to put them on sale so we've got that sort of flexibility to change and swerve 
Awesome. So cool. So, okay, cool. So let's bring bring it on to the conversation about uh, entrepreneurship as a subject mm. curiosity. So um, I've asked this question a few times of our guests. Um, when you were doing all of this, mm. you think back to when you were younger, um, were you thinking about entrepreneurship as a subject? Were you thinking, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur? Or you know, were you recognizing that you were becoming an entrepreneur without, or was it a, was it a purposeful pursuit i suppose is the question was becoming i want to be an entrepreneur was that ever a conversation or were you just like i just want to make some money and sell some stuff <laughs> so, so bearing in mind i still struggle to spell the word <laughs> we all do man we all do. um <laughs> i probably never i think the word entrepreneur for me it, it never came to the fore the, the the word itself looked sounded felt alien because i think you know when you look at things like entrepreneur magazine you know it's the guy in the business suit it's the guy with the rolex yeah. you know so i think I think a lot of a lot of people when they start out in business, they kind of see entrepreneur as you know the millionaire, the, the six seven yeah. figure successful business person, rather than looking at it actually as a mindset and a state mm. of being. So I think at that point it was just like, yeah, I've got a business, I'm going to make some money. Doing some stuff. So it was only really until I kind of got into it, and possibly even having more conversations with yourself in, in over the last few years, yeah. I'm actually kind of going, oh, I'm. An entrepreneur. I don't drive like a Tesla or a Jag and have the million dollar house. Or is that there. the expectation of one nowadays? Yeah, exactly. So I, I so I think it's um, and, and more now I'm seeing myself as actually I, I do have I am an entrepreneur. I do have entrepreneurial mindset and thoughts because I see opportunity. And I think even now, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, <laughs> opportunity is it? <laughs> you know. So I think and I think that's the thing is it's for me entrepreneurial mindset is being able to spot and identify opportunities. And having the courage and the ability to actually try and go for it, try. I don't say I'm not going to say achieve, but no. try and achieve because you know if you at least try it, you might kind of go went for that. wasn't for me, but I've discovered that and exactly. actually that's the way. And that's the thing, right? So this is what I would say: the difference between entrepreneurship and business. Mm. The entrepreneurship is that front end bit. Mm. It's that kind of where is the opportunity? Where is where it's kind of front end back end? So mm. you got front end is like where's the opportunity? Get it out there. What you were talking about earlier, get it from, sell, the, sell the vision, sell the vision, sell the vision, sell mm. the idea. It's the process of taking an idea and adding value to it. Mm. And then the back end of it is obviously the excess, which is around the, actually then, which you kind of did at the front as well because you sold equity mm. day one. So you were you were actually born into entrepreneurship without you even realising it. Yeah, pitching the idea. And I think I think that that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I think the, the thing as well, having your own business, you know, you do have to take yourself out of your comfort zone. There's no yeah. point kind of going, oh, I've got this idea, but I'm a bit too scared to pick up the phone because that idea will just go. Yeah. You know, you, you and, and it is, don't take yourself out of your safety zone. You have to push out of the comfort zone. Even if you phone up a few people and completely mess up the pitch, don't worry. Put the phone yeah. down and, and go again because you know I think that a, lo a lot of a lot of sometimes the downfall of some really creative talent yeah. is that they don't have the confidence to portray their idea or say, I say well, I don't want to say sell, but portray it or the vision to someone else to get them on board from a yeah. financial perspective and or even from a commercial relationship. But you just have to kind of go. Let's yeah. just go. Now, on that, I was going to say that um, I think that in the day and age of social media mm. and how one can compare success in brackets to someone else and how their journey is progressing, um, I think that, that the fear of failure has increased. And I think because of everyone's interconnected as well, if you do fail that pitch, oh, what if that person tells X or 
what if I, what if this is being filmed? I look silly. Yeah, there's, I think that's, I think that's a lot to that. Will, I think that's coming out a lot, especially from the local area. I think in where we're based, because everyone knows everyone, and mm. if you do do something out of the norm in in the town, yeah. it might be documented. People are afraid to be their true self, and I think. Being being an entrepreneur, like you say, and the yeah. conversation we had with Simon Squibb, last like anyone could be an entrepreneur, and I think the whole point of being an entrepreneur is being yourself. Yeah, like, that's a huge element of it as well. It's like about activating, right? We talk about activating. Yeah, like it's a wonderful shortcut to activating that. You, it's 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 about that box. Move mm-hmm. yourself out of that box because when you do, you're basically un untangling and unwinding all of what you've been told you are and you can't yeah. be. Literally, what about that story? We oh. I had a voice night yesterday. Oh, it's lovely. Someone's been on our Discord uh, channel for six days. Um, in lockdown, they've, they literally said, I've been, I haven't been awake for the last two years mm. and I'm now I feel alive. Nice. Um, and they set up their own Etsy business in the last six days, joined the Discord community. They've had over, I think, probably 300 views on their Etsy profile and over five sales. Now they've left me another voice note last night saying that they've got um, their business in a wedding wedding store ready. They're drawing a wedding store and I've got another th- uh, shop in town. So nice. within the space of six days and they literally yeah. said, they, I feel activated, I feel alive. And I, I believe that over the last few years, I haven't jumped into a job because I know I've got this potential to do this. Mm, yeah. And it's almost like they, they needed that little bit of belief from someone else to go, you can do this. Yeah. And it just sparks them. And that's, so. and that's you know that is so relevant to like twenty percent of at least twenty percent of our society. Yeah, hundred percent. Because yeah. That, that's how many are inactive right now. So I, I think that is the answer. So I want to get on to something practical, just to kind of round this off. Mm. Um, I know you're a big believer in getting told no, mm-hmm. because we share the same philosophy around how to develop that kind of confidence and resilience. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your what are what are your some of your favourite ways of getting told no when you're practicing a market? So if you let's say we go we kind of come up with an idea now we're going to go out so we're going to pick a sector and we're going to go and go and sell this idea into it. What are your some of your creative ways? You know you get a no before you pick up the phone. Yeah. Have you got any kind of uh, creative tips to start get flexing the muscle of receiving the no, the, mo- the all important no? I think I think there's a lot of fun you can have with it, and I mean. It really, I think it depends on how, again, how much fun you want to go with it just to get the motivation. Like when I used to work in sales, we used to phone up people to to almost get a yes just for something random first. And I would phone them and say, hi, it's Dan here from Club. I'm just phoning to see if you like a lot of chocolate on your biscuit. And they would go, yeah. I would go, like, thanks. <laughs> so that was just a yes, just a funny kind of, <laughs> and you'd get them kind of like, huh? And then kind of they go, thanks, bye. And you might even just go, as you put the phone down or something like that. Just to kind of, because I think the important thing is, is to get yourself in a kind of a, a like a, a happier mode because you, you can it's hear emotion. It's a winner that as well. Yeah, you're going to get that. You're going to feel good. <laughs> so, you, so you've got, yes. And I guess there's other things as well. You know, you could you could ask questions. You know, you could be a bit clever and say to them, I, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, of a line now. Put me off. You know, yeah, sorry. Trying to, if you want to try and get them to say no, you want to say, you get, ask them a question that you know they're going to say no to and go, oh, well, I'm glad we've got the no out of the way. Right. Uh, Let's try and see nice. if we can get you to say yes. Um, so it, again, it's just having fun at a human level. Don't try and don't pick up the phone like you're going to sell something to them because they're already going to get you off guard. Yes. You know, and there's an important saying. Uh, I was listening to an audio book a little while back, and the most important thing is some will, some won't. So what next? 
Mm. And I think that that's very important when it comes to these people that you were lo- you, you were saying earlier on about feeling maybe like a bit embarrassed on socials or what if, mm. you know, and it's like, cool, you know, well, some will like it, some won't like it, some will like me, some won't like me, mm. so what next? And I think that, you know, that that's for, I know it didn't really necessarily answer your question. No, it's great. But I think it's it's more of just knowing that even with social media, like, yeah, some people aren't going to agree with what you say. Uh, yes, you do have to be a bit careful because what, you know, I've seen it where some people may have, said something on social media. Look at the, the, the recent Queen passing. Oh, yeah, you know, crazy. all my Facebook feed is filled with now is if you've not got anything good to say, unfriend me. You know, so yes, sometimes you do have to be a bit careful, a bit politically correct, or don't, if that's your angle. You know, if you're looking to attract an audience of people who didn't like the Queen anyway, mm. then badmouth the Queen because you want to attract that audience. If you want to be that sort of evergreen on the fence kind of thing, stay quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just observe. Yeah. Just observe. So, um, yeah, it's, it is tough out there. But, you know, in worst cases, just stay off socials. Be a people person. You know, some people really thrive on social media. Some don't. Great advice. Love that. All right, brilliant. Well, look, Dan, really appreciate your time. This has been wonderful. I've, I think with, uh, every time I've ever had Dan in any kind of video format, <laughs> I've always like, we've got to do another one of these. I think we could be a... A whole series on side hustles, I yeah, think. A lot of brain nuggets. There's a lot of nuggets in there, a lot of nuggets. So I really appreciate it. Where can people, if people want to connect with you, follow your journey or your brands, yeah. where can we connect with you? So the best thing is Rune Silk. If you Google Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, I'm trying. Um, Rune Silk, like Rune, and then Silk, like the material, Enchanted Cloth. Um, I could tell you where I am on LinkedIn. I can't remember my... Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. I think that would be DJ, D Jones 1983 or something really, <laughs> really poor. But, um, but yeah, no, runesilk.com. I'm quite active on socials. Open. If anyone's got some questions, advice, like I'm, I help a lot of people. If you want to know how do X, you know, I'll either say I don't know or tell you the answer. We're in the community, we're in our community Discord as well. So yeah. you can drop in there. Yeah. Awesome. Very much for your Cheers, time. bro. Cheers, man. And we'll see you again nice. very soon. Um, so uh, if you like, obviously, the conversation with Dan and us, uh, drop us a like, subscribe to our podcast because we're hitting the business podcast charts soon. Oh, yes. Uh, so, yeah, speak to you soon and see you soon. Bye-bye. Nice. Good work. Good work, Pete Dragon.